Jackson look different. We're going to do it. I know, right? <laughs> We're going to do it. Calm down, Starkly. 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 Ah! Starkly. ah. Huh? <laughs> Tell him move in closer. Huh? Do what? You want to actually move the seat? I'm about to go move, move, just go. Excuse me, everybody. Antoine does not like to see y'all sitting so far away from him while he's chewing. So he would like you to move forward so to be more intimate. Just come in closer. Okay, that's that. That is fine. See, Twan, you made me look like an asshole. <laughs> sure. Why do you think sure he put you up to it? What are you doing this? I had this going. It was believed. Wow. <laughs> and you talk about me. I'm what? You're savage. I, I mean. Mindset of a young nigga with idle time. They say a devil's workshop is an idle mind. It's hip hop infiltrated by a wicked built industry. I'm here representing for the underground. Independence, Fifth Amendment, freedom of speech. The revolution is pending. But it's cool because you see we on a mission. Television off, this a viral petition. Man, and I hope you pay attention. The WM48, we keep it real. Be a fun second show. <laughs> Joy's already sick of my shit. <laughs> You've been talking cash shit. I have all day. It's true. Yeah, y'all did sit by each other. Jackson, we did. Was, we did. Yeah. The whole movie. The whole movie. <laughs> so what was that reaction? Because I was by in front of you and you had a very shall Me? we say visceral yes, a very shall we say visceral reaction to the Dark Phoenix show? I applauded. He did. Exactly. Which I, I know. Petty. No, Petty. That wasn't your respect clap, sir. <laughs> that was not a respect You've clap. You've never heard my respect clap, first of all. Second of all, that was a joke. That wasn't it. Um, I think it's nice that they're trying. You are. For the, I think it's, I think it's for the 15,000th time. I think it's cute that they haven't learned any lessons. And I think what? that um, <laughs> them going back to this well is, is vindication for me hating these movies for so long. I just want to know when they kill... Jennifer's character, which is what I feel like they're showing in the trailer, that they, that she gets killed. Is she going to be regular her, or is she going to be blue? Like, what, how are they going to kill her? I think that her? was what the trade-off. you got to be yeah. blue longer if we're going to kill you. You don't have to yeah. do as much of the movie, yeah. but you're going to be blue. It's like she does something so heinous, and it's like she kills Jennifer Lawrence. I'm like, that's it? I thought you said heinous. <laughs> right, that's, that's <laughs> it. You guys haven't lived until you've seen Chris uh, look at footage. I got the the wonderful opportunity to watch 14 minutes of the beginning of the film. Is it the during space New, part? During New York Comic-Con last year. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much everything. Oh, so they're hiding filming. most of the movie? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. But his face, like, majority of the time, oh, was, so it was a delight. Twitter, you pointed it out. I didn't, it didn't connect, like, the storm thing with the umbrella I caught. But Magneto ducking oh, yeah, the the spinning blade. blade. Yeah, it's they, why, they, why is he doing? Why they, is he They ducking? took X Men off the title. They took away the words X Men from the movie. They know it's bad. Oh, <laughs> and they can, and they canceled New Mutants. It's that, off the schedule. That was canceled when they released that first damn trailer. Oh, it, was, it was canceled. It was announced. <laughs> yeah. That was automatically so terrible. Three shoots. Three shoots never happened. What? Yeah. They lied to them. Poor, poor, poor Arya. <laughs> and they've been asking, uh, yeah, they've asked uh, Shorty from Game of Thrones, like, oh, when does the Union Mutants come? 
He was like, when you find out, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I feel something. You call me up and tell yeah. me when this is when the reshoots are going on. All right, so we got everybody here. Let's let's do this again. Um, first of all, thank you everybody for coming to the live show, the second one. So we're gonna talk about in game. This is an MTR on Where's My 40 Acres production. Hopefully most of y'all or all of y'all was in the theater with us and you had the experience that we have all three hours and three minutes of it. It was amazing. And we're going to just talk about it and a bunch of other stuff. And D-Palm is going to make the rest of us up here feel like we're not worthy. Minions. He's going he's gonna to swing around Thor's hammer. Yes. With his look, 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 look. yeah. You like? Oh, Don't you thought you knew something about the movie? <laughs> Let me we show you what I know. Pastor Daniel. <laughs> what are we, I won't say, I'm not You talking. are a resident. Now expert. I'm not talking. No, he. he Lies he, and facts. It was he beautiful. Was, man. It was y'all, beautiful. Okay, y'all stop. It y'all leave Daniel alone. You have a knowledge base that the rest of us does not have, and it was lovely. It was. Don't stop teasing him about that. This is like when a teacher pulls a kid to the front and be like, don't be mad, you got an A on everything. Everybody everybody else is just hating on this. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only, you don't have any friends because they hating on you. So thank you for coming to the live show, everybody. I appreciate your support. Good night. What? I think I'm just here. What? Oh, okay. So, um, essentially, let's just jump into the movie. I guess. Uh, the first five minutes was a kick in the balls, and <laughs> from there we have to watch this journey of some of our favorite characters in life. Try to bring back some of our more favorite characters in life, and some of them die. And some of them don't. You know, thinking about it now, like, I kind of wanted to see more children dust. You know, if it's like, I don't think you're allowed to Google search that. Yeah, children (laughs) dust is not translated. Yeah. No. No. Because, like, he was sitting there, like, he turned around, he was like, Oh, he's going to double down. Are y'all gone? Yeah, he is. Are y'all gone? You saw the dust from the girl. No, his daughter's dust was floating away. It was. It was. It was different when you're like, Daddy, look at me. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> that would, man, that would have been emotional. Like, First of all, why would she say, look at me? <laughs> why is she, second off, why is she so damn excited? <laughs> I mean, because she was about to shoot the target again. She's like, Daddy, look at me. Like, Daddy, look, I have superpowers. Yeah, but you can't come back. Fade away, man. Like, that, that would have hurt. You threw the ball, the boy would have caught it. Woof, ball would have went through him. Dust. This is why well, you're I'm, not invited to the Marvel Roundtable. Yes. <laughs> Are you okay? That would have been emotional. Like that would have been an impact right there. If you saw that right I, there. God. So here's the thing. No, no. I kind of see what he's saying, <laughs> but I thought not showing it may gave more impact. It's kind of because um, you, you're putting Clint's shoes yeah. of of How the fear and 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 turn around. Your family's gone, mm-hmm. and your dog. And he's, well, he's, 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 he's on house arrest. Was he whistling for them kids? He's on house arrest. I think he was whistling for them kids. He was not whistling for his kids. He did not call a kid's name. Because you know, it's like it's like when your mama do something, like she call your name, but she she does something else that you know of. I need to. Yeah, she yells it louder. It's the middle name. Did we see a dog? Exactly. Thank you. I didn't see no dog. I thought he whistled and said boys. Well, see, I thought he said Ben, and I was like, oh, y'all named dogs, people names. Oh, I don't appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. I've never appreciated that. But my dog's name is Thor, and that's before the movie. But yeah, I, I thought that I thought he was calling the kids. I thought, I thought when you lived in a house in an area like that, when you live in you greener pastures, 
the dog comes with the house. So that know. may be true. <laughs> that like, true. That may be true. Yeah. That's also true. That's fair. So also, if you have kids running away, you got to whistle. That's a lot of field like, out there. That's another good point. It's not a quiet place. Well, then he really couldn't whistle. We didn't talk about this during the last show, and it was just something that I kind of connected the dot. Is that we were talking about the fact that in Infinity War we saw how it hit our heroes because they lost, and that we would see in this movie them having to deal with this loss. So when the first five minutes came and went, I'm like, okay, so what are we doing for the next three hours? <laughs> I mean, yeah. they won. He's dead. Next, but it really was them dealing with the fallout. I, I uh, appreciate that. I feel like Marvel is so sadistic when they do certain things. The opening music is just like. Oh, this isn't a Marvel film anymore. This is a we used to be heroes type of it, movie. It was, huh? There was no triumph in that when it. We no, they just started playing some regular like name and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like a generic opening film music. It's just some regular shit you hear on the radio in a bar somewhere, and it's just it's just it's remember that time when they were uh-huh. heroes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it just played like what. Like what's so? This is not triumphant. What is this? This well, don't sound like revenge. What is this song? I mean, the Infinity War up in the same way. We were hearing the Kenny oh, it was Brown just ominous darkness. Right. Yeah, so. dude. You know, I'm thinking about it, just because you said revenge. Like I came into the movie theater like feeling like that's what the movie was going to be about, and it really wasn't anything right. like that. It was no revenge in it. It was them like trying <laughs> save des- their family, like trying desperately to to right a wrong. Well, I think I think that what you're pointing on is kind of interesting because. It shows you how empty vengeance is because yeah. it starts with vengeance. Oh, it yeah. starts with let's go get this motherfucker, and they cut his arm off and they cut his head off, and then it's like, well, now what? And then dark. Because vengeance, it leads. I mean, there's nothing left. There's nothing next. There's no next step. Well, even uh, even uh, Tony says that like you know we're the Avengers, we're not the Prevengers, mm-hmm. and I think this is really the first film where they didn't kind of uh, they really did have to avenge deaths. Yeah. They really well, had so, to take yeah. somebody. Some more. Some more too, but like yeah. I, I would say, like in terms of like prevention and yeah. like you know saving the day before it gets to a catastrophe. Yeah, this is the first time that they've actually lost lives and truly, truly, truly lost and had to live up to the name mm-hmm. Avengers by the right. definition. When they cut off Thanos' arm, when that was like the one of the first things he did, when it stretch his arms out and then cut it's the one the off with the glove. Did anybody else in their mind go, why the fuck didn't we do this the first time? Because yes. <laughs> because because the first time you were getting like angry, strong. About yoked Thanos. This is like divorced dad Thanos. He's like cooking, <laughs> cooking dinner alone. He's salty that shit though. Like he's he's, 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 on his, on he's got his own little garden out also, front. Also, I feel like, like he, 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 he knew. Like man. he knew he didn't like at that point. I don't think he was really fighting. No, he, he knew like, they were no, done. Because he was like, yeah. no, he was like, I'm done, done with what I'm yeah, supposed to do. Like like the work is done. Yeah. Didn't matter. You know, I'm out here growing my little freaky fruits. You know what I mean? <laughs> Got my little freaky pot, fruit. making some of my jam. He's making preserves and stuff. I like, think he's he just picking whatever the hell he could find. <laughs> he's he's I, like, I'm not going to make it, I thought, it, was, I thought it was super interesting that uh, a post-credit scene didn't end up being in this movie. The one from Captain Marvel, when the beaver starts beeping, and she shows up. Mm. That's not in the movie. It's apparently just the lead in the movie, because by the time she lands, they know who she is. Yeah. And yeah. so... I thought that was a really because if you think about like uh, Ant Man, the post scene is them interrogating the Winter Soldier, and that happens mm-hmm. in Civil War. And so, so often we're tr- kind of trained to think that these are going to be snippets or pieces of the next movie, and for Captain Marvel, it's just not the case. Well, even well, uh, Ant Man because I'm oh, sorry, sorry, I was going to say even Ant Man and the Wasp, the end credit scene and him being stuck, like they you are coming in and 
The Russo brothers are expecting you to see that end credit, right. see Captain Marvel's end credit, to really piece it together because we start with Lang in, you know, still stuck in the quantum realm van. And a rat getting him out. And a rat getting a him rat. out. The real MVP of the movie. Yeah, a rat. A okay, rat. so I was telling Moji when I worked in New York, I had a grad assistant who had a pet rat. And that damn thing was the length of my arm, and then its tail was longer, and this was her pet. But that's a whole other story. What I will say is I feel like them jumping right in. I just want to gross people out. I will say that. It worked. It worked. <laughs> that them jumping right in was their way of saying, you dumbasses that like to get up before the credit scenes, go back and watch the shit. We put a lot of work into it. Mm -hmm. Go sit down and watch, because we didn't put all this work in for nothing. Right. They also tweeted out all of the end credit scenes before the film came out. Yep. Marvel Studios did an official thread of every last end mm -hmm. credit scene. So they prepped you. Yep. Yeah. They told y'all, y'all niggas need to get it together. <laughs> and look at these end credit scenes and pay attention. Well, so. did they did they also did they put out the one of Thanos with all of the um, stones already from Ultron? All the end credit scenes. Oh. Yep, all the end credit scenes. A whole scenes. thread of them. A whole thread hmm. of all of like literally just a th a random thread of end credit scenes, which because I always thought that was like a mistake in credit scene, like what? they hit. There's, isn't there an end credit scene where Thanos already he has doesn't have all the stones? He just had the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, the gauntlet. He, 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 he doesn't have he any stones fine. in the gauntlet. No, no, okay. no, there were no he stones. He just says, in it. "Fine, I'll do it. I'll do it do myself." myself yeah. And then he has just the gauntlet on. I don't know why I was gauntlet. confused. And that was a black dude too. It wasn't like that Josh Brolin. No, that, that was, was actually Josh, Josh Brolin. That, that was him. Yeah, I thought the old one was the black dude. The, the very first. The first one in Avengers. Yeah, the first one. I knew it was a black dude somewhere, man. It's <laughs> always a black dude somewhere. Because he's the same dude that was uh, a one of the... One of, he, was, he was in like Civil War, too. He was in Civil person, War period. fighting. He's like a, a side character in Civil War. Mm -hmm. Just a random black dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Sir Random Black Dude yeah, He's honored and seen. privileged by yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. 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 so they got Tony leaving these voice messages and his helmet. Um, looking like starvation, if if if, it was, if starvation had an actual form, which it does in this world, sadly. Hey, how, do, how do we feel about like him going all in on Cap? He was first of all, he was malnourished, and when you go off on people when you malnourished, I'm sure. Yeah, I've heard. I wouldn't know because <laughs> you because usually you don't go off on somebody like triumphantly and then fall, you know, face flat on the floor. Because he was Which like, I what told he did. you. Well, because well, I didn't care, well, well, I didn't I didn't care about people's rights. I was trying to save y'all. That's essentially what he said, though. No, no, but think about it. The last time they were in the same space together, Cap and Bucky were to tag teaming him. Yeah. And he was like, you know, fuck you, give me my dad's shield, get the mm. fuck on, I don't fuck with you no yeah. more. Yeah. And yeah, yeah Cap sent him the phone. He was like, this old 1999 phone. But, but also, Cap was this. getting shot at with some blasters, and he was like, hey, man, bro, you know, I'm cool. We, we can talk. I'm glad to see you alive. But, it was, but, I, need, well, but I, think, I needed that interaction, though. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. it was absolutely in fair game to say that, look, Tony has been burdened with knowledge. Like, Thanos says that during Infinity War, that you and I are the same because we're both burdened by knowledge. Tony's been knowing about this since 2012, mm -hmm. and nobody really believed him. Like, that is what Ultron was about. Well, and they to blew make off that his armor. Effort. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They blew it off, didn't believe him. Ultron was an attempt to kind of rectify what he was seeing in his mind after he went into that wormhole in 2012. So he's been right this whole time, and everybody's been brushing off his feelings. It's, he's so, been right about what's coming. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Not about how to yes. approach His it. preparation right, is what right. is like yeah. that. That argument, like I, I see that, and I understand now why some of y'all got cap cups and some of y'all got Iron Man cups during <laughs> that Civil War period. But like hindsight too, within all of that argument, it's just like I told you this would happen. That's great, but you say a shield around the world. Thanos literally walked through a portal, bro. Like 
at that point, what we didn't know what type of impending destruction was going to come from him. And when he came in with a tire-looking ship just spinning into our atmosphere, you don't, we don't know that you'd have had the technology ready for that. Like, literally, when in this film, when Thanos is fighting Cap, he's tearing the shield apart. Right. So they have stuff stronger than the things that we think are the strongest. Also, they had stones. Like, we ain't know nothing about them. Who? Like, the people. They ain't know nothing about, like, the stones and stuff. When he first, you know, he's like, in the beginning where he came out there using all the powers and stuff like that, and they still kind of held their own for a little bit. So, like, they didn't how, have the idea of all they gonna, of them. How, yeah. was, like, like, how was Iron Man expecting them to be prepared? Like, Well, like, I, I think for Tony, it wasn't necessarily being prepared. It was more knowing that he wasn't enough. So if like you track his arc, which obviously ends in this movie, it starts in Iron Man, where his weapons are being used without his knowledge. So he then takes it on himself to get all my hands on all the weapons. Well, that doesn't prove possible because people now are going to copy his weapons. Mm -hmm. So Iron Man Two has him saying, "Well, shit, I've got to be more involved." And as you go on, the Avengers, you won't you won't lie on the wire to help your friend. You won't sacrifice yourself. It ends with him sac trying to sacrifice himself. And more and more, it's so funny because you watch the ultimate like symbol of law and righteousness. And the ultimate bad boy flips sides by the time of the Civil War, but watching both their arcs it makes complete sense because Tony's seeing that I need oversight. I need Ultron happens because he's trying things. He's trying so desperately to do this defense without any oversight, without any other people involved. That he says the law is the only way to do this because he doesn't have the adequate ability to explain that. He's just saying this is what it has to be. Mm -hmm. He's not saying. And it, it also, how crazy would that sound? I'm telling you, there's a giant purple guy to collect some stones and fuck us up if we don't do this. Like that, so he has to kind of lean on this, the object lesson of things that happened in the beginning of Civil War. Like people died, we need to be reined in. Without saying, our hands aren't necessarily the best because my hands, who I know the best, who I trust the best, continually drop the ball. And I can't remember what film it was, but the, the, somebody mentioned that Tony's a futurist. He's very much a forward-thinking person. Mm -hmm. And he is, uh, as Thanos said in Infinity War, he's very much burdened by knowledge. That is the core of who he is and his character. Yeah, pass him on that own then. Because like, <laughs> at no point, like, like, they won't sit there like, hey, man, we don't agree with you. But he was like, nah, man, give up all the rights. We don't care about that stuff. Like and they but were he, like, we gotta find but like even a in balance. Civil War, like we gotta find a balance of this. Like it can be done, but we we can't just then become weapons of the state. Well, he tries to soft pedal it in Civil War. He's like, we'll do this. We'll, we'll walk it back some. Yeah, like, he, like, he tries to negotiate it because he thinks that he's so right that whatever concession has to be done to get to where they need to be is worth it. And mm -hmm. Cap said, no. He's like, it's not worth it. There's, there's things we can't lines we can't cross. And Tony's. Tony's so motivated by the fear of what might what's right. what might happen. I get it. Exactly, you get it. It's just I get it. It's just like for you to be like, we want to go into a government state, right? And you just dealt with Shield. No, no. I, I, I'm yeah, just no. like no, that. That's so interesting that you because for me, I was always on Cap's side in that argument. I'm just kind of right. like, we just dealt with Shield, and you're gonna go back into this these accords, and you're gonna again, we need to do it. We need to have rules and stuff in place, but as we've seen time and time again, the people but, in power who help us put these rules together have their own initiative and their Tony own would, dark what drive. What Tony would say to that, going back to what Joy said, you're looking at what's happened. I'm telling you what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. True. And so his eyes are never looking back. He's like, yeah. okay, it happened. We won't, we won't let it happen next time. It's, it's hiring David Gettleman and saying he won't have a bad draft, and then we saw what happened. Wow. Shout out to all the Giants fans. That was a snipe. That went way. Horrible decision. <laughs> Horrible decision. And also just suppose. 
Cap and Steve, like Cap and and Tony as characters. Tony has always been a forward-thinking type mm-hmm. of a person, and Cap, a lot of his knowledge and his lessons comes from the past. And so, seeing how Hydra was infiltrated Shield, of course, that would be his stance. Yeah. But Tony is, uh, what could happen? What is the probability? What's the numbers on that? So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it makes sense in terms y'all of course be of the bringing characters. Themes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, be like, man, I like that. He threw his shield. <laughs> and y'all be like, but metaphysically, when he looked at, I'm like, I like it though, man. I like it. Does is it anybody up here that feels like they didn't spend enough time showing us what everybody was going through? During the whole left behind part of the film, I, I think mm. that's what Disney Plus is for. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I, don't I think, think we're gonna get some five some five year gap stuff. I there's think that, that, but there's ooh. also the ooh. fact that we were focused on the original core Avengers characters and we learned what they were going through. Right. Mm-hmm. And with this being the bookend of that saga, it made sense that we were only focused on those folks. I do, and Ant Man kind of benefited from it because he was the only one yeah. from the new it's series only five left hours, behind. Yeah. 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 Right. I also kind of want to see like the Avengers, the adventures of, of Hulk now, because I feel like Hulk was a star. <laughs> he works at Yale. Yeah. Like, Hulk, was, a, Hulk was dabbing with kids. No in Russia. man, like, Hulk the was, he like, likes Hulk a strong man. Like, Hulk was a whole influencer. Yeah. That's my theory. He was Hulk. He was, <laughs> he was an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> Got an Instagram account. <sighs> but he did not promote fire. Sponsored. Sponsored. <laughs> um, we did not. <laughs> we did. We did not talk about this the last show. So. Got to talk about it this time. Like, the 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 first time they try time travel out on Scott and don't realize that they're pushing time through him and not him through time is just you need that type of laughter in this film when you're worried about what's gonna come next from these whatever they're gonna try. But right. him turning into a baby and an old person, <laughs> like that's just something fun that people have done with time travel that mm-hmm. we don't necessarily get from other films. Just like, well, we're getting in this car. I hope this shit works. Oh, and it flies. Okay. <laughs> In this film, they're like, this is our first attempt, and as usual with the theme of Infinity War, there are going to be a lot of failures. We're going to have a lot of things that we're going to try to do, because even in this film, they were like, we need to get the stones, and Captain Marvel tries to fly through the time warp, and Thanos is like, fuck that, and he throws <laughs> he throws his spear into it. Well, that plan is shot. It's another plan that we failed, and that typically doesn't happen, so you have these laughing moments, and I like that they turn that moment into one we could all have some fun with until Tony shows up. I think that's one of the big successes of the movie is that is the smaller moments. Like after the five year gap, we get the the resolution of Black Widow's character. Real name for two seconds. I got something nice about her. Something nice. Um, it's cool to see a woman running the Avengers. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. cool to see her behind the desk. <laughs> like You're I, tempting I, her. I'm, <laughs> it's cool <laughs> because for her arc, we talked about last show. She kind of came into this with no attachment, with no grounding, and now she literally found a purpose. Mm-hmm. And as she says to, um, to Quinn on Vormir is, everything I've done has led to this point, yeah. to get you guys back what you lost. I didn't lose anything. Mm-hmm. I found something yeah. right. when the snap happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, just I, I, know, I know just looking at numbers-wise, you get kind of iffy about choosing to kill her in that moment, mm-hmm. but I really felt like her character had come to a full circle, oh, yeah. come to a place where... The, it made a lot of sense. And again, watching her kick Clint's ass for the third time <laughs> in 10 years. Like, I, Clint went crazy and killed a bunch of people. Like, I really want to see Black Widow before she had any moral center, like, yeah. just murdering scores of people. Yeah. Well, see, narratively, it made sense for her to die there. So I know I said, in the last show, we were talking about how... You hate uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, you just, like, <laughs> yeah. you just don't like... You just don't like... That's that the Scarlett you hate. That, yeah. we were talk, but we were also talking <laughs> about the fact that this, this phase of... 
Marvel has been very male-centered, mm -hmm. and now we're seeing mm -hmm. the women start to emerge, but it did twitch me just a little bit that they, even though I like her, it, they, they, it did twinge me just a little bit that they killed her. Because mm -hmm. then that was, all that was left were the male characters. Well, at that I point, was a weakness at the beginning, because they only had one female character. Well, I was going to say, like, I, I do, I don't disagree with you. I think probably what upset me or made me feel like a little bit away is that they didn't give her a proper funeral yeah. or like a proper memorial like they did Tony. Um, she is an original six. And right. so it would have even been nice if they had like another flower wreath with her, with her widow bites yeah. or like right, her right. hourglass like right behind his. Yeah. At least give me a little something. Yeah. I think acknowledge that, that to acknowledge that she did yeah. sacrifice. Because without yeah. her sacrifice, they yeah. don't win. I also right. will say that I think that's why that that's end true. scene with the women was much more impactful to me too at the same point because it felt as though like she was the first female character, a part yep. of the original six, the first female character that we've gotten in the MCU in these 11 years. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, Scarlett Johansson, take her or leave her, has mentioned in interviews that having more women in, <laughs> like having more women in, in the MCU in the beginning, she felt really lonely. She has said that in interviews in yeah. the past. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, to have that score of women not that for, have their own weight and value kind of come together and, you know, back up right. Carol and say, hey, she's not alone. Mm -hmm. I also felt in a way that yeah. that was a tribute to the original female Avenger. And, 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 I, and when I, I'm sorry, when I say that, those inter original interviews are terrible. I'm not talking about Scarlett Johansson. Right. I'm talking about the we're insulting ways yeah. no, no, that no. they were asking about her workout I, routine. And no, 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 I don't disagree with you. Like, the, the like, way that they've treated serious? that character, I, there yeah. is a larger conversation to unpack about Black Widow, and yeah. I've had a lot of reflective moments now seeing the film twice on, I think part of me not liking her character has to do with ScarJo and her shenanigans, mm -hmm. but I also do think it's how they placed her and haven't really found the right footing on how they can treat her as a character beyond kind of like her physicalness, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so I, I think there was, I, I agree with Daniel, there is an arc there. I think that there could have been a stronger art oh, overall yeah. leading up to it. I don't think it's It's not her fault. And they kind of played with it too, right? Because they always, you know, Joss Whedon, love him or take, you know, every time you had a shot of her, it started with her ass and moved up, whereas this this movie is like, yeah, that's the that's America's ass. Talking about <laughs> yeah. it's like, he's like, that's right, I have America's ass. So they kind of no, like, I, I, eventually I really, they start making fun of themselves with it. No, I thought it was really interesting what you said there about the way they wrote her, because... At first, because she's not just the first female Avenger, she's the second Avenger we meet. Yeah. yeah. Like, we don't, we, it goes Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and she's yeah. basically second lead in that. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting because she even, uh, Scarlett Johansson said that the audience reaction to how she was written, it changed the way they were planning, like her arc was planning to go. Like, she, they, they got more involved because people were responding in positive and negative ways to the way she was written and the way she was portrayed on the screen. So I think more than anything that that, I, I, I understand what you're saying about her not getting a memorial, but also we talk thematically like it's Tony's funeral. Like it's, no, it's, yeah. and, I, and I absolutely yeah. get it. And as a character, of course, yeah. like having that proper, but she did, they couldn't even get to that point well, I think, without I think, her sacrifice. I think they had that moment with the with the original five, remi mm -hmm. remaining original five mm -hmm. on the dock. The where, argument about bringing her back. Well, not even about possible. bringing her back, about accepting that she's gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. was, and there's Which no. Which they didn't accept it because Banner still tried to bring no, her back he, when yeah. he snapped his finger. I mean, but, like, I mean, but he didn't say that like, his his thing at that point was saying like we got to make sure this works yeah for her, for her. oh like, yeah we have to make sure this and that's works. almost the tribute to her is, the, is how hard they fought I feel like they I feel like Scarlett's character became more of a more conversational like something that you could act that I paid more attention to around the Civil War time because I never felt like she leaned in on either side when that controversy started she was kind of 
she she knew what she had. I think she felt like maybe some government control for maybe giving them a little relaxation time and not having to jump at everything. Some coordination was true, but I also think that she was like, but Kath has a point too, and she played that middleman so well and kind of just helped to that progression of those storylines. Mm-hmm. And that kind of more defined her character for me at that point of, oh, she's not necessarily like a mother figure. She's more like an intelligent auntie, something <laughs> like that. Well, like, she, also, would... she also dumped all those hydrophiles when S.H.I.E.L.D. went down. Yeah. She put them all on the internet. Like, yeah. So I thought that the, the, the towing of the line was more of a course correction on her part. Like maybe she had gone too far into blindly releasing a bunch of data that probably as we saw mm-hmm. with Daniel Brule or whoever, I guess, Zemo, uh, ended up in bad hands. And so I think that, that I, I see what you're saying, but for me it goes back to Winter Soldier because that decision for, because he put it in her hands. Like, you decide what we do with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And she decided to out it out. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I mean, what was it, some things that we didn't talk about before that we missed because we didn't have I, a whole We didn't lot talk a lot about, uh, I don't think we talked enough about um, Sam Wilson getting the shield. That's because Anthony Mackie is right. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm with you. I'm, I am with black you. That, the only thing I'm I don't like about it is that. I'm not yeah. here for Anthony Mackie, though. Yeah, I was say, the only thing I, I don't like about it is that it's Anthony Mackie. I still want a Black Cat movie. I what if they recast him as Don Shield? <laughs> just I'm here deal with it and yeah, so, so this is how they so this is how they fix his legs Tom. this is how we rewrite that timeline no, I, you know that was a little he's wrinkle. been fine recently but his whole sexist bullshit that he tried to pull a little oh, bit back yeah Anthony Mackie is problematic as shit he is yeah. 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 so if they could recast him who would yeah, you no. want to Terrence Don Cheadle no not Terrence Howard Trevante Rose took him the first time bring him back Trevante Rose oh boy from oh yeah you know what I'm talking about my baby father yeah no give me give me Stephon James from If Bill Street Could Talk okay yeah I'll take it I need to learn more black people names I like who are these people so Trevante Rose did you write did you watch Burbot Burbox, Burbox. Yeah. Yeah. Was Burbox? Oh, you talking about Moonlight? Moonlight. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Y'all literally talking about two movies and asking if y'all talking about two different movies. Well, he's a guy from Moonlight. He played. He played Third Sharon. Yes. All right. Yeah, I know. Wow. Third Sharon. Third Sharon. Like, for, I haven't learned any of their names. I just know it's Baby Chiron, Middle Chiron, yeah, middle. and Third. <laughs> Not to mention they're all doing baby great things and acting baby right one now. On the shot, like, this one's on Native, so I know it is, but that's what they are. I don't know their actual names. Wow. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm just saying, like this. I, y'all act like I'm the only person that is not remember them like that. Thank you. Uh, so far, I got one. actually, Even so far you pity, are the I, only person. I appreciate it though. Like, like, yeah. I'm I'm more interested to see what they do with the newer Avenger characters now at this point, and not necessarily doing like a big group movie again. Right. I'm, I want to see where Ant-Man and Wasp go from here. We're going to see where Spider-Man goes from here. Mm-hmm. I would like to see what if they do something Valkyrie. I would like to see what happens with the Guardians. And they don't all need to come back together. You know, they can text each other during the films. Be like, how y'all doing on Earth? Are we good out here in space, dog? It's all good. We're Guardian. You know, like that. I'm cool with that. But, like, I don't I'm, need I'm, a big I'm, Avengers film. I'm mostly excited for the next Ant-Man and Wasp film to just be the Wasp. Because yes. if yeah. you're really real about Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's it was the, Wasp. the Wasp featuring yeah. Ant-Man. Man. Because yeah. it's a movie, and, and obviously the rewatch for Between Two Palms on NTR Network. Um, <laughs> plugging, <laughs> always <laughs> plugging. But uh, it's a movie about fathers and daughters. Yeah. And it's super, like, that was more, like, I know Captain Marvel got all the pressure being the first female lead. I was like, this is a movie, like, entirely driven yeah. by the relationship between fathers and daughters. Scott and, and his daughter, Hank and his daughter, mm. and... Um, 
Uh, yeah. Oh, buddy. Uh, oh, thank you. Larry Fisher. Larry, 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 his adopted daughter of ghosts. And yeah. so like seeing those three relationships juxtaposed, juxtaposed and kind of driving that movie, but mostly it being Hope's hunt for her mother more than anything else. I would agree with that. So I, two things. One, I said that in the beginning, like a lot of people didn't give Hope Van Dyne a lot of credit that she really is the first like lead mm -hmm. MCU movie because mm -hmm. they got equal billing. Like if you look at all the posters, all the promotional like promotional um, assets and materials, it's same size person. They are in equal space. Like that, it was Ant Man I mean, and the, the Wasp. The preview was all the Wasp. Yeah, right? but it was it is she's the best scenes yeah, are all she, the Wasp. Yeah. She is yep. the co lead. She is the co star billing on that. So she really is the first like female led superhero film. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm just more curious about how we tell these stories in a different medium via the streaming service because now you don't necessarily need solo movies yeah. the way that we needed it back in the you know first 22 films That's now true. you can tell these original stories you know in the streaming service and feige said during the 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 marvel investor presentation that these uh, series will affect what happens in the films and vice versa so now you have that link where you can well, do smaller stories and still like and you, you're responsible for understanding what those mean and how they influence the films in the future we've had parts of that link though with agents of shield like we don't get the set the helicarrier but, the but, but, they, one way. but the difference it's is been they acknowledge one it way. it's been no it's, it's been <laughs> they acknowledge it no seriously no, it, it got two ways later but it's been primarily whatever happens in a movie and we're seeing the fallout yeah, yeah. yeah. but fallout. the entire the entire subplot of that season of shield is them secretly building the helicarrier yeah but it's a ship I mean I, but the, I, I mean we can't Okay, all right. It's but I think they're saying it didn't gonna, happen. I think they said they're going to lean more into it now. <laughs> yeah. Where, yeah, okay. Like, I think it's the official like, acknowledgement. Like yeah. Movie, yeah, a yeah. movie is going to come out and it's going to yeah. be like, look, if you didn't watch that series, you might not know. Well, I think, I think, I think while there'll be like things, I think it'll be less tied than we think because there's the, the audience for the Disney streaming service is going to be smaller than the audience for the movies. Mm. So you can't go in and say these are going to be drastic changes. That There are going to be things that happen, but I also think that Part of the beauty of the streaming service is they're able to put spotlights on people who won't be featured in the next series of movies. Mm -hmm. I think we're moving away from our big, our canonical big three, and we're going to tell different stories, but you can still have a Captain America and Bucky series because mm -hmm. we've come to attach those characters. We can still get whatever the Wanda series is actually going to be. Mm -hmm. It could be the introduction of X-Men. Like, we don't know. It could be the, the first mutants could be happening in that Wanda series. We don't know. Yeah. They will lie to us. I mentioned yeah. last episode, our last show, Civil War was Serpent Society, and I lied to myself and got excited about Serpent Society. I was like, Copperhead, and I guess Bushmaster, let's let's do this, I guess. And they're like, no, it's Civil War. I was like, oh, that's much easier. I have to fake that. That's, well, that's much better. Um, I, I'm just trying to see an actual like, Copperhead like in the movie. How would they? It would be ridiculous, but uh -huh. I had told to myself, it didn't take me long. I saw the title, I was like, I'm ready to lie about this. Let's go. I mean, that was a great movie. I was ready to tell those lies, but it didn't have to happen now. I'm really excited. But now we can get Cap versus the Service Society in 12 episodes of streaming. Mm -hmm. Cap and Bucky, because that's who he is. Mm -hmm. um, over the films, uh, since we got the first Guardians film, I got to say, I like the way they developed Nebula's character. Yeah. And yeah. I like that they didn't kill off good Nebula, but mm -hmm. killed bad Nebula. Yeah. Um, and like opening the film, teaching her how to play you know, paper football or whatever... <laughs> It it was it was a really good way. It was she like was a really so good intense. icebreaker to kind of get us to, us to understand how mechanical she really is and how far being with Thanos and that type of torture that he put her through, taking her body parts and replacing them every time she failed. That you know Tony, one of one of his acts as he becomes more humanized as a person too over this whole span is just want to teach this sadistic thing how to play paper football because. 
we've got time and I don't know how this is going to end, but that's what he does. And he develops these relationships later on. Of course, the Peter Parker relationship is huge development for him, but kids along the way have seemed to be the things that broke down this Grinch of a Avenger type character. So I thought it was cool that Nebula, he also gets to give this kind of like treating her like a child treatment. But understanding but you that see, she's But you see grown. how it develops her because she's mm-hmm. never had that so much right. so that when he's trying to get her to eat, she's like, no, no, you eat. And she's t- you know, she could have left him lay on the floor and, mm-hmm. his, and she picks him up. So it's also humanizing her in a way that she mm-hmm. probably has never been nurtured or impacted before I actually well. view it as more of like getting, you know, this film is about second chances. Mm-hmm. I also do think it's a second chance for her to yeah. be a sibling in a way. That's In true. a way that she kind mm-hmm. of like... Re, you know, refuse that from Gamora. Mm-hmm. This is her second chance of at least instilling and, and giving somebody a little bit of who she is as a human, you know, an android or something I, like that. I'm really yeah. glad you brought up her art because it's so important to this movie mm-hmm. because obviously she, meets, she ends up shooting herself in the past, which isn't the past, but we'll talk about timelines later. Um, I thought it was really interesting because you, she goes from, and we see it in this movie, I would never disappoint you. I, I would rather die than let you down. And she says, you see what I become. Like, you see what changes. Like, why can't you accept this? And, she, and then the core, she's like, I'm afraid. Like, he won't let me change. Yeah. And to have it verbalized that over the last, whatever, three movies that we've seen her in, four movies, I guess, she's been shedding that fear over time. Mm-hmm. And then watch that anger go from internalized to outward to trying to kill Gamora because thinking that will make him love her. So at the end of Guardians, realizing that, oh, I'm going to kill this. I'm going to kill our dad. Like, mm-hmm. the, he's the reason. He's, the, the, he's what's gone wrong here. Mm-hmm. He's got to go. I, I I like her character a lot since Infinity War, like especially since she drove that ship straight in <laughs> to Thanos and hopped out and started trying to whoop his ass. Gamora. You know, it's it's like her character. It's it's another character. It's kind of like Thor, where when they put her around people that could potentially become family members or supportive, she becomes a stronger focus in the film. She becomes more developed. So I'm interested to see at the end of this film, we don't know where Gamora is or past Gamora is in the future now, but we see that Nebula is right back there on the ship with the Guardian. So yep. essentially, she's she's a she's a Guardian now, you know. And we'll get to see that in Volume Three, how far that expands and the importance of her character there. So I don't I don't want to necessarily necessarily say she's a replacement for Gamora right now, Mm-mm. but she is filling a space. But if they're going to do the search for Gamora, like I think we all kind of think yeah. they are she becomes a pivotal emotional role because she has no emotional connection to anyone else in that ship. So let's touch on that because the Russos have done Civil War. No, no, no. Winter Soldier. Did they do Civil War? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Winter Soldier, Civil War in these two Infinity War movies. Uh, James Gunn has done the Guardians of the movies and I've seen and when I go back and look at him I see what the concerns are. There's been concerns around how he portrays and characterizes women. Mm -hmm. So they come they're supposed to be these strong women but they wind up being punched. never actually shows how strong That and then Mantis becomes this punchline as a I mean, she really is used so as a punchline. I was about to say, yeah, Drax, Drax is useless. Let me Drax is useless. It's pretty much useless. He jumps on somebody's let back and stabs them 80 times. Yeah, cut their mics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One, two. But, Thank you for not. But if you think about, but if you look at how women are seen here, when I go back and I do look at Guardians of the Galaxy, and specifically the second one, there is something there that's not cool. Just stop shaking your head. There is you something. You disagree? No, you're not. There, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm messing with you. Um, there is something there that's a little concerning. So mm-hmm. I guess for me, 
I don't know. I don't know. I know he had a script already written for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and then I heard somewhere maybe they're going to redo that. I don't know what's happening, but I guess my concern is are we going to return to these women as kind of secondary background punchline characters? Well, I, I don't... Okay, I wouldn't characterize any of the women in the first two Guardians as such. Okay. Um, I think Gamora's story is siloed off. I think because her story is unique in that her story is about her and her sister. Mm-hmm. And the driving force of the movie is Peter Quill and his family. But no one else gets that kind of development in those movies. We don't find anything else about Drax in the second movie. We don't find anything else about Rocket in the second movie. We don't find anything else about Groot in the second movie. Mm-hmm. The second movie is just about Peter and Gamora. And it's her dealing with her shit with her sister and him dealing with shit with his father. And so I, I don't know. I think that with the focus clearly shifting to her as like kind of a, it's going to be kind of a, a, a chase movie almost, I bet. I bet. So I think that the shift focusing on her is almost probably an antagonist is going to alleviate some of those concerns. Because I think that she is poised with the way they set it up with past, future, not belonging to the timeline, Gamora running rampant, having no ties to anyone in the universe because her dad and her family's dead. It's going to be, um, I think it should answer that question. I think, I think, I think that the concerns are going to be addressed narratively. I would look at it like this. If he did have a script written already, um, unless he knew what the Russos he were going to do he with did. Endgame, he did? Yeah. So if he did, then I would assume he had to write yeah. it based around this film. They were so going to shoot that script. They put him in a good position. Now, what he does with it, well, you we won't know until we see she, it. That's the question she's saying, though, because like, you can have a great script. You can have all this stuff, and then like you still have these little directorial touches that downplay stuff. Because like a lot of stuff that y'all been saying, I want to go back and listen and watch some of the old watch some of the old movies because I'm gonna be I'm a, I'm gonna admit I'm a guy, so like I don't those things don't pop out for me. Mm-hmm. Like you know when you were saying like old shots of the way they shot the way they would look at uh, Black well, Widow yeah. mm-hmm. and things like that. So yeah, like it it. it you could have the script. The story could be still there, and it could still it could be still little subtle ways that they downplay. I hope they don't because it seems like Marvel is taking is really taking that into task and being like, all right, we're trying right to you know to do better. We we understand the missteps that we had, and we're gonna try to you know to improve on that. But then you, you like you said, you ask yourself like, hey, you got somebody who's done this multiple times. Like, it's somebody's gonna be oversight <laughs> to make yeah. sure. He gonna do that, you know what I mean? It's like it's like kind of when I look at Zack Snyder, like Zack Snyder's gonna give you what Zack Snyder does. You can sit there and be like, "Don't do this." Here's a great. I script. would say He's the only difference is that they set him up this time. He didn't have a setup for the first two Guardians films, mm-hmm. so they've set him up for this one. If he fumbles the ball again because he gets in his own way, yeah. then that's, that's you know that's, that's his fault. Yeah. And I hope people listening to us or listening to podcasts or people discussing these matters because I definitely heard about the Gamora matters around that time. And it's valid. It's very valid because they talk about how much of a badass Gamora is in these films and yet it seems like somebody, it seemed like people would have to go save her and it's like, but she's supposed to be the baddest one on the team. Can we be honest? We didn't see it until that final battle. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. We have never seen Gamora straight up take someone down like a savage until this film. I've never seen it and that's why I'm kind of like, I've always been kind of wavy with Gamora's character because I'm like, I get that y'all keep saying she bad. But I haven't truly seen it yet. And I think a lot of that does have to do with the fact that they were more focused on Peter Quill's character. They did do her more justice in the second volume. And I think that this film continues down that path of doing her more justice. Mm-hmm. And what I agree with, them making Quill kind of the butt and having to redeem himself now. Because 
it is absolutely his fault yep. that they okay, did not so, get that so damn glove off. I'm gonna do this, gonna do this one time. Nope. If it's if, if we're mad at him for getting mad about. You got to you gotta get mad at Tony. You got to get mad at Thor for yeah. not going for the head because he wanted to make the man suffer because he killed his brother. There are a lot of people who made emotional decisions I in Infinity like, War. Who said I wasn't blaming Thor? <laughs> I, listen, I, look, but Thor, Thor fucked up and Raccoon was right when he said it. Thor, he wouldn't, Thor wouldn't have had to fuck up. Hey, Quill got not the glove up. off. Man. Just saying. The glove was off and he gripped it with like three strong Thanos yeah. fingers <laughs> and pulled it back on. Yeah. So. Can I? Okay. Can I just say, kind of to close the loop on what you were saying, Mm -hmm. I will say what I also appreciated about this film was we got a lot of uh, kind of redemption in a lot of female characters Mm. that I felt like phase one was a misstep in many different scenarios when it came to female characters. I'll say Black Widow and Pepper in particular. And with with, uh, Jane Foster, (laughs) which... uh, 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 but like I will say that the 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 heavy lifting that Pepper did that you know Gwyneth Paltrow did in this film I think helped redeemed, uh, re- redeemed her oh, yeah. as a character and kind of how I felt she got a bit sidelined in the first couple of films and her with with Iron Man yeah. Black Widow and completing that arc fosters a different story but I do think that there was I appreciated that they were you know kind of closing that loop of hey there's there's improvement here, and at least I saw that. And to me, with Pepper, it was a whole thing where she was just a nag the whole time. Even in Infinity War, they had it kind of like, you get back Come back, here. Tony. Like, mm-hmm. The world is ending. Can you let him, he knows he can help. And you're talking about, you get back here right now. It's like, why would you have her do that? I'm glad that she was the one that <laughs> says to Tony, though, when he is dying, We're, we'll be okay. okay. I know he went better. I appreciate when he said, I figured it out. And she's like, you could you could throw it away, but you won't be able to live with yourself. They helped her make help him make the right decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know you get like I said, Renee Russo's character helping Thor get through his things. Nebula is helping them get to Thanos because she has particular information. Pepper Pot showing up at that moment to say that Captain Marvel coming through the skies and saving everybody, saving Tony, and then saving everybody again. I just like those moments in this film. It, also, like I said, Cap, it's little Cap moments. even seeing Peggy makes him make his decision. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. as we that was one thing I noticed in the second watching is that when you talk about a lot of these the time shifts, a lot of it is the women in their lives being like, "Stop fucking up," and like even Cap, like he didn't get to speak to Peggy, but he's like, "I remember what I actually want out of this." Mm-hmm. I mean, same and, thing with Thor. Thor's yeah, mama. same with yeah, Mama. Same yeah. With mom. Mom's yeah. like, you know, you need to get no treadmill. Yeah, they gave, they gave, they gave, yeah, they gave, they gave. What you been doing? Free, like Frigo, 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 Yeah, Freya. Uh, they again, like when it comes to providing that weight that they didn't necessarily get in their other movies mm-hmm. in that Phase One, Phase Two era, I appreciate that they closed the circle on that. I would invite everyone to rewatch Dark Dark World. I loved. Yes. Dark like, like she's good in Dark World. They give Jane Foster so much more fucking agency in Dark World because the first one she is literally a astrophysicist who turns into a thirteen year old oh because my God. he took when his shirt off. Th- yes. And I was like, uh, and I couldn't well, remember my finger. No, again, <laughs> me, me, me understanding it and it being a good narrative choice are not the same thing. Yeah. But it took until I was watching it from between two palms with Susan, she was like. Yo, this is a scientist. What the fuck is she yeah, doing? No, and I was, was like, that's a great point. No, that is a, I definitely yeah. noticed that. I was like... But the second one, she is, like, she ends up schooling the Asgardians about science. Yeah. They're, like, t- trying to, like, you would understand. And she explains it, and you're like, yeah. oh. Well, I guess she would. You would yeah, understand the, Yeah, for the... Yeah. Right. And yeah. so I, I mm-hmm. thought, I think that what everyone's saying is completely 100% valid, mm-hmm. but the Portman thing of it all is very interesting. But I think it's been... Is it? Why is everybody mad at Natalie Portman? No, I think it's interesting that she, whatever the experience was in those two movies, that she was like, I'm out. Like she's the only person, really, who 
the who on their side the experience was at a place where they were like can't do it anymore. Yeah. It's happened directorially, but actor wise, Terrence Howard asked for too much money. Um, Ed Norton was Ed Ed Norton's Norton a psychopath. <laughs> Ed Norton was like he did. He basically did what Jennifer Lawrence is doing with the X Men films. Yeah, yeah but, but he's like, I don't want to be the Hulk as much. I feel like we could dive into the man. Well, no, and it's like, well, that's, well, that's one of the, that's one of the hard things about doing a Hulk movie is that, and it's, I think they touched on it here beautifully. How do you make a movie when the entire movie is about not wanting to see the title character? Mm-hmm. If he's running from that power the entire movie, as an audience, you're like, well, I can't even see the Hulk, and I'm watching a guy who doesn't want to be the Hulk. Mm-hmm. What the fuck am I watching? And so I thought the, the reconciliation of the Banner Hulk was kind of, again, I read an interview this past weekend um, with Ruffalo who said that we couldn't do Hulk movies. So the reason licensing Universal. rights, Universal has first right of refusal for any solo Hulk movie. So oh, if, they're write, yeah. if they write and film one, Universal would be like, give it to us. Mm-hmm. We're going to release it and make all the money. They can do that. So what they did was they snuck a Hulk arc in Age of Ultron, Ragnarok, and this. And they said, we're going to tell his arc in these three un-Hulk movies. Yeah. And he did a and great job of doing it. He did yeah. an amazing... Yeah. Because if you're not paying attention, you're just like, of course the Hulk's smarter now. And of course he's been the Hulk for two years. And mm. of course, now they're merged. But like, if you w- step back and look at it, you're like, whoa, they've actually taken some real... Because they retcon it here. He doesn't speak in Avengers. He can't talk in Avengers. He can barely understand, go smash. And so for him to Which be Which is bitch- weird, because they retcon that. Because in The Incredible Hulk, he yeah, says like- Hulk smash. Oh, no, no. That, that, but he also that, says puny god in Avengers. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying, like, he's not queerly... He's not verbose. No, he's not. Like, no, no, no. It took, stares, it took for him, So yeah. many stares. Like, yeah. that's, that's a level of verbosity that didn't exist at the point. Yeah. But I think that Ultron, Ragnarok, and this give you a complete Hulk arc. And mm-hmm. kind of... And we talked about this on... I guess one of the shows... Or maybe we weren't recording this weekend. How they have to continually... Because comics are... Circular narrative, especially the big two, you have to mm-hmm. always reset characters. Like Tony will get to a place and Matt Fraction's run, mm-hmm. well, now we're going to kill him and reboot him. And so you have to keep telling these stories. What I liked about these movies, particularly Iron Man and Hulk's arcs, is that we don't have to pretend like Banner didn't do this growing. The next time I see Banner, he better look like Hipster Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> it better not be, I'm hiding from this big green thing inside me, smoking a big bag of weed and always angry and shit. Like, that, that's, <laughs> like that's. No, he grew. He grew. And, yeah. and, and the idea. And that's one of the things that I think as a comic nerd, I appreciate with this translation of the medium is that there's a sense of permanency. That the changes I know are going to stick not until Grant Morrison decides that your character is actually Magneto. Um, Mm. That's a Zorn joke, sorry. Mm. Um, But I think with Kevin Feige and his dump trucks of money, they put a fan in charge. I talked about this in show one, is that Ike Pronalter understood how to make money but didn't understand what made these characters special. And when Civil War happens, that's when the changeover happens. And so what happened was, honestly, if you gave me or Joy or Chris or Shonda a blank checkbook and a pen and said, go write the Marvel Universe, this is what would have happened. This is the work of a fan. We got, like, everyone bemoans event comics and summer. Why are you doing events? Well, they sell. That's why we do them. But... (laughs) We got an event comic. The third act of this movie is the biggest two-page spread you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It's two giant splash pages of every hero that we've ever introduced. It's Secret Wars. And it's not as big as Secret Wars, because Secret Wars is super personal. It's it's Infinity. It's it's something that's a war on so many fronts, but they didn't do it on so many fronts. It's hard on a comic page to ask an artist. It's um, Sinestro Core War. That last couple issues, you can watch the artist get tired of drawing these massive crowd scenes. And here, we're not drawing them. We're calling people to come do a day on set. Come do a week on set. Oh, we'll CGI around it, don't worry. And it's one of those things where I've finally reached a point where I'm like, I love comic books, 
But this translation might be, it's different for me. It's, it, I, I accept it differently because there is that permanent, because there's no going back, because no one's going to say, oh, Tony cloned himself two years ago. We just downloaded his brain into that. I pray to God that doesn't happen, but I don't <laughs> think it will mm -mm. because they have a commitment to going forward. And that's those many moments in this movie. Um, the A4 shout out. Like, that's a statement that we're going forward. The characters they chose to run with the gauntlet were Hawkeye, Panther, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel. Those aren't mistakes. See, Val theme, with Valkyrie and Pepper and Pepper back Yeah, no. The first person that comes out of the portal when when Cap is doing his like John Snow shot, like in front of the whole <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't speak Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, the <laughs> rest of us know <laughs> that shot. Yeah. All right, yeah. there we go. And, yeah. Fair enough. I'll, do, I'll Google and later. And the first person that comes <laughs> out of, of Doctor Strange's portal are the Wakandans. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was the, on purpose. That, that was on purpose. Absolutely. We got black people in the audience, dog, and they've been waiting to see Chadwick, so we got to get a pop comes right behind him. Sam Wilson before he becomes Captain America. Mm -hmm. Like there, there's like a deliberate. Sam was the one that called yeah, calls him. Mm -hmm. Calls him. Well, he's probably the only one on comms with Cap at the yeah. time. If you think about like who on Cap's team rocking with Cap fell, I know I was. It's being facetious. I'm aware. Oh, of it. I know. I'm, I'm showing. You. <laughs> <laughs> I just. No. Uh, I, I think. I think Kevin Feige at this point was he. I, if you would have told me that he was a No Limit Soldier fan, I'd believe you, because <laughs> with the way he does these movies, yeah. you know, you after you finish watching the movie, you can. I feel like you can look into Blu-ray and see the next albums coming out for. <laughs> the next 13 yeah. Avengers. Yeah. And it, like, like that's basically what he did here. It's just full pamphlet on pamphlet of, well, these are the next characters you're going to see. Like, were you, were, you a doctor, were you a strange fan before? I bet you you probably are now because he's shown so many great abilities right. and they've shown that world and then listening to the ancient one talk about how he's supposed to be the shit. Yeah. You know, I'm looking for it. I'm like, well, damn, if Chill Would Tell is going to be his nemesis in the next strange film... Mm -hmm. This shit's about to be badass, and you we've know, seen what he can do with magic too. Like it's gone beyond, like whatever we saw in the first film. Right. Just his abilities, and I'm I was not aware of Strange's abilities or anything about him. So I'm being introduced to this character, and I'm learning more and more about him every film. But they can they're easily doing that with other characters, or can easily do that. Right. Sam Wilson, despite the fact that it's Anthony it, Mackie, yeah, I'm with you. I'm can with you. actually get I'm a cheating. story arc. He can get a storyline now. They can develop his character and give you background history and everything to make him somebody. Tesla, they could do a Valkyrie movie and it's going to be fire, right? Valkyrie's the king of Asgard. Yeah, it, yeah. These, they have so many places to go. Like this, I know a lot of people when they watch this film, they were kind of it's kind of like this feeling. There is a possibility of having a feeling of emptiness because this was the end of an era. Mm. But this film also was like, but wait, there's a whole lot more <laughs> and. Up until this point, if you've been paying attention to these films, there are still so many unanswered questions. I'm still trying to figure out what is so special about Michelle Pfeiffer now that she's come back. So that keeps, that keeps me interested in the Ant-Man and Wasp movies. They've I mean, been they look, played with time now. You make so, but you make a good point because like I remember as we're watching the final you know battle, I'm thinking in my head at some point it's like you don't see the original Avengers. You see so many other people that I see like are getting mm -hmm. spotlighted mm -hmm. and things like that. And then, then you come up there because like one point I was like, man, where Thor at? Like he fall asleep, like you know, because he was down, <laughs> you know. But they were showing, they were showing everybody else. So then, when you see all these people, then you as a fan are like, oh man, what if they team up? Oh, what if they do that? I mean, like when I like I I love Valkyrie, and when I saw her come out, and then she, you know she had the horse with it, and I was like, oh shit, like that, like they show, right. like they kind of show what people wanted to see. But you know when they had kind of you know drunk Valkyrie going through stuff, we, we still wanted to see her in kind of her like full glory. And you got that. 
So you get all this stuff when you get to see all these people like, man, I want to see what she did. Wanda had her moment Listen, when she was yes, sitting there doing all that stuff. Vengeance. So now you're like, yeah. I need Jean Wanda. <laughs> Look, now we know That's why Jean she Grey. had to go with the snap. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, we, like, so like, Same reason Carol's off planet. Right. Some yeah. things just aren't fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, so you get all these things or these possibilities of, of what these new, I, I do want another, like, I do want the, the single ones, but I do want another team up. And I wanted to be new people. Though. I feel like we'll build up to that, though. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and that's fine. But I feel like we should, we're going to get the films over the years to prep, to prep us properly. Yeah. Or I don't know about the comics. I've heard people whispering about Secret Wars or whatever, whatever big thing next should happen. I honestly don't care because I have so much trust in Marvel and whoever runs these projects, so much trust with this that I'm cool with it. Unpopular yeah. opinion, though. I'm about to make an unpopular opinion. Don't stone me. This was also if they decide not to do anything else. I know they are. But if they decided not to do anything else, this was a good ending. Oh, if if, yeah. if, if Thanos snapped tomorrow, <laughs> I'm cool with the Marvel output. Yeah, yeah. And I think something yeah. you touched on, um, I don't know if this show or last show, honestly, you said that this has been the longest TV show you've ever watched, mm-hmm. the Marvel movies. <laughs> and I think you touched on something that I, I'm excited about for the Disney Plus is that, I think I told talk to you about this, comic book stories are always better f- suited for television shows. Yeah. Because you get the chance to kind of expand these uh, characters, particularly comics like X-Men. And I know we're going to get an X-Men movie eventually. And or even books. We're going to get AVX I think eventually. it would be great if we got... Uh, we've gotten so many X-Men spinoff TV shows, right? But I, I would, I, I really hope that they finally just go, we're going to do an X-Men here's series ten, here's show. Here's 10 yes. episodes, just Disney do Plus, that. X-Men. Because yeah. you need Black to develop Angel, each one of those Black characters. Black Angel. Just do it Angel that way. Angel Black. I'm going to stand by that. Quick tangent. That's why Dune should not be a movie. It should be Dune. Dune should be a television show. Oh, Dune. Dune. I agree. I, I, but I agree the same way about the Stephen King films. Like I yeah. love, I love the uh, the um, the mm-hmm. It movie, and I love what they've done with it this time. I think it's great. Do I think it would have worked better as ten episodes on Netflix, like Stranger Things? Oh hell yes. Right, mm-hmm. right. So I'm, I, I would, I want, I know, I know, like, uh, who, who's, what, what, Back to the Future guy. Um, Michael J. Fox. No, he's, he's not important. The uh, no, the one who made it, the one who made oh, it. Oh, Zemeckis. Zemeckis. Good Robert grief. Zemeckis. Not Robert Zemeckis. Um, it's not. Who was complaining recently about Marvel films in general and now James wrote Cameron? it? Steven Spielberg. I don't oh, listen Steven to those people. Those people don't exist to me. My bad. I, I had a brain fart. Steven Spielberg rolling back his context now about the arg- the whole argument against Netflix and saying, "Well, I wasn't really saying that. Yeah, That's because you, you lost that fucking vote. That's why you rolling it back." Yep. But this this idea of we it, it was about cinema and I'm like. Is it though? Because some things you can't squeeze into two hours or three hours. Endgame is prolific in the way they wrote that movie. Like the can fact that they did that, that is I, crazy. But can I make this just argument to put it to rest? Mm-hmm. Eleven years, twenty-two films. Every film is its own different genre. True. Mm-hmm. What about that is not cinema? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And they've been for you to make that argument, and you start, and you've constantly been making. Films that are trilogies and sequels, and goddamn it, just won't die and go away. For you to be like, well, Netflix is a problem. I'm like, bruh, listen, they're doing better shit than y'all been doing. He made a movie where a man survived a nuclear explosion in a. We all win Crystal Skull. That's really funny. We all made this. We're gonna make the same joke. This is good. (laughs) I was gonna make the same. I'm gonna make the same joke. I like Steven, but he needs to sit the hell down. He's not the only one, though. But like, I think the other part, like the whole Marvel arc too, is like when y'all bring it up. Is getting respect. You you start off at a time where if you did a superhero movie, 
what was that? Like, you know, you were going to get laughed at. We were, you know, you had one or two that maybe worked, and they worked more. I blame on, Ghost Rider for that. And they, they worked more with the 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 person who was the lead character. And Daredevil. Like, the actor more than it just the, the story. Right. But now you get to a point where where you, you're getting those all those cinematic themes. You're getting all of that that story. You're getting all of that heart. You have critics now who are who are talking about these things like like they are those, you know, quote unquote Citizen Kane type of things. Like when people think that this is like you know when they say this is moving, this is art. Like Marvel, Marvel's not just like a, a popular thing no more. Like it's, they're making great movies. And they're, they're also not just making good superhero yeah. movies. They're making great movies. But they're right. also giving it a conclusion. Like Tony and all the promotional materials that was saying part of the journey is the end, and that's the last thing that he says in his. Um, Recording, you know, Let's before roll this universe. Yeah, but that is also represent, you know, representative of this universe where they could easily prolong this core six Avengers story and make a bunch of money, but they have made a commitment to really close it out in a holistic way, in an equality way, in a quality yeah. way that's satisfying to the fans, but really tells a a satisfying arc, and that's that's big. The fact that you can say, hey. We trust the work and the groundwork that we've done, that these characters that we haven't had a lot of time on, we can show it on Disney+. Plus. We can put some new characters in the forefront. We can really push making, uh, you know, uh, superheroes of marginalized communities really be at the forefront now. Like, we've done yeah. the legwork. Let us do what we do best. And, right. and comics have always been about the story. Like, we all yeah. love the stories. Like, you know, you get that type of media because you know like you know people see something that's animated and they'd be like okay that's for kids it's not adult and everything like that but if you if you read comics or you love comics stuff like that it's it's the stories mm -hmm. like you love those stories so like and that's when you got so mad when they weren't done well in the right, movie because right. mm -hmm. you're like this is a great story how do you mess it up like you, you know when you do that so now when you have now now you have this movie coming out and everybody like, and and they were like hey we like you said it was done by a fan and they respected the stories, and then you end up, because you have a great story, you have a great movie. But they understand that concept with other films, which is why I don't get when it comes to superhero films, that all of a sudden you have directors that'll roll in, or writers that'll roll in, and it's like, I didn't read one comic when I shot this and they movie. Brag about that right, thing. I don't get that. Like you don't see that when they do Harry Potter films. There's a I've never read a JK a, a JK Rowling book or whatever. Like you would not say I, that because they would come for you. Especially because so why would you do that? are so insistent that when they're redoing it goes back to the whole thing. Any actor that's doing a role, I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on the panels I went to yesterday when I was uh, Michael Bine who plays Hicks and Aliens and Reese mm -hmm. and Terminator. Uh, there was a Marine there that got up and asked him, he was like, you portray my experience being a Marine so well. How? Were you in the service or anything? He was like, any actor worth their salt is going to do research. So like you said, when you see filmmakers who are, was it DC? One of the Singer. It was Brian Singer, Singer on X-Men. Who said, no, they're not allowed to read the comics. I'm like, but actors are known to have to research their Act roles so that they can yeah, portray them properly. I how do you tell them that they can't research a role? It's it's interesting because actors aren't people. They're vessels for other people to inhabit. Um, sorry for any actors in the room. Um, <laughs> but it, I think that it's it's goes down to kind of what I've always said is the problem with DC. They're ashamed of the source material. They don't recognize that it's it's more than just 22 pages of selling ads. And so when you don't respect the source material and when you don't care about it, it's easy to say, oh, well, we're not going to read it. We've got a name. We've got a power set. Let's go tell our mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. But... Quietly is kept. These Marvel stories aren't adaptations of existing comics. Yeah. 
what they did was they take the core thesis of either the character or the or, or the theme and they move it forward. And the beauty of these 22, 23 movies is that the core of it is with great power comes great responsibility. And it starts with Tony and ends with Tony, but it starts with Tony realizing that his power of, of creation can be co-opted for destruction. Mm -hmm. And so he takes responsibility for it. Thor has all this power but has no humility, so he's banished to Earth. Captain America decides to go down with this rocket because his responsibility, the power he's been gifted, makes him responsible for these other lives. And it carries through, I can do it for all the Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. um, even Guardians 2. Peter's given all the power of literally a space god. And he says, it'll cost me my family and you killed my mom. He turns it down, which I think honestly explains kind of the in Infinity War thing. He turns to the powers of God because his, this guy killed his mom. He's an emotional hothead. Mm-hmm. And so he's also Quill. Yes. And so I think that <laughs> the the closing with I am Iron Man, closing with the the snap and him taking because when when Strange says one, it could mean you're the one person, it could mean this is the one reality where it works. But more than anything, it means you've got one shot. Because when he grabs Thanos, he, people are like, is there a sight of hand? No. He doesn't touch the stones. He doesn't have to. That's his tech that <laughs> Thanos put on his arm. Mm -hmm. yeah. The tech that runs off of his brain, and once he touches it. He willed, the, the, he willed them into his glove. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it, it's watching the power levels escalate, watching Cap go from scrawny, 98-pound weakling. Five. Damn it. Five. I gambled and I lost. <laughs> <laughs> watching him go from that to wielding the hammer of the gods and a broken shield, watching Thor go from not being allowed to pick up the hammer to having two of these bitches. Yeah. Watching Tony go from in a cave war profiteering to using his tech and using the arrogance of his enemy. His own arrogance is supplanted by the arrogance of his enemy, and he takes back those stones as I am Iron Man, snaps those fingers, and steps, makes a sacrifice play in doing yeah. so. Yeah. I just, I, I, I think the, I think when, you, when you're comparing like DC and Marvel, anybody else who decides to step into the comic realm and adapt it into a film or a show, to not have a respect for the property or the source, to me, is just asinine, because how then mm -hmm. do you create that last third act battle scene. Those stories where are storyboarded for you already. Yeah. yeah, see the way those characters are moving. And like you said, they aren't they might necessarily might necessarily be pulling the exact story or whatnot when they create these films. But the idea of mm -hmm. the character is there. And that's really what people are walking in the theater to see anyway. The idea of Superman is what people want to see. The idea of Batman is what people want to see yeah. without having to constantly relive the idea of how his fucking parents died. Did you know there were pearls? <laughs> Also, if you want to swing by AwesomeCon, they have the uh, thousand episodes of Detective Comics, and they have all the different suits, including the Bat Nipple suit. But they also have your favorite, the Robin suit from Batman versus Batman. Superman, as well as the Mister Freeze suit. I will not be trolled by you. <laughs> I mean, like you, like I say, they you, Marvel makes great stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sitting here talking with y'all, like going back over these things, thinking about about how like how far we've come to this thing, you realize this is one great long story. Mm -hmm. If this was a book, we'd have put out 20 books and we'd have been like, I started reading when I was nine and now I'm 30 and I still read, you know, and I read these books and now my son is reading them, you know what I mean? Like it's that type of thing yeah. where you always, you're always getting something and it grows with you. You've grown with it. And I'm it like made, George R. R. Martin, we're getting I was about to say. <laughs> So I, I, I think that's, I think that's great. I think that's what we all came to see. I think we're all excited for where, where is it going to go because They've done this well, and now we have like all different types of characters. What? Now we got characters that 
like some people haven't even seen or heard of or been introduced to. Mm-hmm. You know, now you you get to go and do. You know, with like I remember when they did Guardians of the Galaxy, and everybody was like, "Who, who them?" And then like, but we like, but we like, we trusted them. So like, they can come out there. We doing octopus man. Like that one. We gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna be there. <laughs> like, I, the story's gonna. Be I, I will great. go to my grave thinking that Kevin Feige greenlit uh, Guardians on a drunken bet at the Age of Ultron premiere. <laughs> you couldn't make a movie with a raccoon. Bet your fucking ass I could. <laughs> and get Bradley Cooper to no, voice it. <laughs> the two biggest stars going into that movie were Bradley Cooper and, and Vin, Dave, Vin, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. And the fact that they were like, oh, yeah, we're never on set. Yeah. It's just brilliant to me. I bet it's how they got him to do it. Like, oh, you yeah. never have to come to set. No press. And you're going to get paid. Yeah. And you're going to get shit Marvel yeah. paid. Oh, and Vin. You're going to get paid Marvel. Marvel. I think I did read that Bradley Cooper agreed to it. The only reason why he didn't do it is to not do press. He's never done an interview. He's never, He's done, never done a Marvel interview. Yeah. He, never I wouldn't either. Has if there Vin has. Vin has. After the second Vin Guardians. Vin wore yeah, a Vin tree about jacket it. to yeah. the premiere of Endgame. Yeah. Vin, Vin loves Vin, being Groot. Vin, Vin realizes them Fast and the Furious checks yeah. about done. <laughs> well, he's not the star. He's not the star of Fast and Furious. Well, he thought he was. Dwayne Johnson. Johnson. He thought he was. 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 He Look, look, now, look, now that you say that, I feel like the whole Fast yeah. and the Furious thing That's now right. is that last scene at the end where uh, Star Lord and um, Thor are being like, "Who, who it, runs this ship?" Except and then he's like, "He's like, of course, you, you, you. Except, except, except they're, <laughs> except, except everybody was like, "We know who." Runs except the those show. two are in a scene together. Go watch the last two Fast and the Furious and count the number of times Vin and Rock are on the screen together. One. I love it because they're like there'll be they a scene where they talk to the there'll be a scene where they talk to the same person, but they'll they're like exit left yeah. or right before the other one comes in to talk it's to such them. Such a weird editing. So trick. fucking stupid. Like their contract for the fight in Fast Fives, like nobody can lose. Yeah, because they both are like, no, we both have to win. Like it's it's ridiculous. We, how much no, like nobody loses. We both get smashed. <laughs> um, so we wanted to do Q and A from the audience, or just if anybody wanted to say anything and just have us talk about it, then that's open. So. So what was our favorite character growth? And then looking at the roster, all $200 million worth of casting that went into this, uh, who is a char- whose character are we looking to see grow or get growth in the future? Okay. Uh, I'll start. Um, I would say Cap's character art mm-hmm. has always been very interesting to me because I think Captain America as a character has all of the different pieces that couldn't work or like wouldn't be as likable, I think, in my personal opinion. I think like <laughs> no no and I love I love Cap as a I character. I know you do. This yes. is very shocking. I, no, no no no. I think I think it's the 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 a bit of that uber patriotism. The genuism. That it, yes yeah, yeah. yes. The, yeah. the 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 genuism. The uber you know uh, patriotism yeah. slash nationalism no, could easily go left. It has um, and, and, or right and, as it were. Whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think with the, how the Russos. Um, Kind of treat his character specifically in in um, Winter Soldier and Civil War really humanized him, and he's really just a tired man, mm-hmm. a man who is constantly plagued by war, um, a man that always has a fight. And I think it was the Red Skull, or, or either that or Zola, who was like, "You're always there's always a battle for him." And so to, to have the opportunity to kind of rest and live the life and live that life that he, it meant, uh, Tony mentioned to him to live, I think is really, really, really 
a befitting kind of conclusion to Steve Rogers as a, as a character, going back to not being just a soldier but a good man, mm-hmm. um, as they talked about him in the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of characters that I'm I'm looking forward to seeing grow, I would love to see. Man, there's like <laughs> there's so many. Um, I, I, somebody mentioned earlier. I think that the female characters and kind of really leading the ship and leading the Avengers. I think if we do have a team up movie, I think a force is a great way to start. Um, and I think you have a lot of great characters love to see Valkyrie and what she does as the King of Asgard and really leading these people and, and kind of, you know, instilling all of the love that she's kind of lost from being the last of the Valkyrie. We kind of got a glimpse of it in Ragnarok, but she lost all of her sisters in battle. And, um, now she's leading a whole nation. And so, like, what does that look like? I think that, that's some interesting stuff there. So I'll say... Um, <coughs> sorry, I don't know about the rest of you. Every time I watch a Marvel movie, then I have to go... I see something, I was like, okay, now I got to go watch this. And that's actually what me and my son have been doing. He's like, oh, we just watched First Avenger. Now we got to watch the Winter Soldier. Now we got to watch some more. Um, I was going to say Cap, but after rewatching those, Cap has grown. But Cap's been a couple of movies really white um, I need him to calm down. Um, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> I'll say Thor, though. When you think yeah, about where so Thor real. started, just this arrogant knucklehead, and watching him, I liked all three of the Thor movies. Ragnarok is definitely the gold tier, but I liked all... <coughs> excuse me, I'm so sorry, I'm dying. I, I liked Man. all... No, not quite. <coughs> I liked all three in terms of watching him go from this arrogant hothead to someone who really had to stop and think and contend with how his choices impacted his family, his nation, and then later just how those losses shaped who he was, even to the point where the loss in Infinity War really upended him. Mm-hmm. And then finally getting that closure. I really just liked his trajectory. I am so dying. <laughs> and I don't know why. Do I don't know which one of these is mine. This is yours. The, the, one, the one between the other two is yours. Just like the seat. I'll, I'll talk while she dies. No, um, I'm not done. I'm just, Shut I'm up. Real quick. <laughs> I thought my, my, my most satisfying character arc was Tony's. And um, because he goes from someone who couldn't care less to someone who cared so much about the universe, he sacrificed. Because at the end, he got what he wanted. Yeah. He got the family, he got Pepper, he got his daughter, he got a place to build. And he said, all right, I got my reward. Now time to go fight some more. He ch- him opting in, he was not one of the ones who was haunted. Mm-hmm. He was not one of the ones who felt like he'd lost everything. He's like, mm-hmm. like, like with uh, Widow, he's like, I gained something. Mm-hmm. I gained perspective in this life. And he chose actively to say, I'm going to not only endanger it, but I'm going to lose it mm-hmm. in service to the world. And the person I want to see grow the most, I want to see what they do with Carol. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that her power levels legitimately make her really kind of hard to write just because... What are we gonna do? She just ran through Thanos' ship eight times, and, and she took a head punch. Yo, and, di- and didn't mess her hair up. She's just like, I'm fine. This is great. I was built for this shit. And so I kind of want to see the scale of threat that's gonna have to be legitimate for Carol. But also, I'm excited to see more Cosmic Marvel. And I think that kind of what Brandon said, um, as far as Guardians, I think we're a ways out from the next Guardians movie. So the next time we get Cosmic Marvel is probably gonna be either Eternals or Carol. And I'm more worried about Carol than anything else because I think we can leave the gap alone. We can pick up from, well, we can pick up from after Endgame. We can say, oh, she's been out there for these years. We can talk, tell those stories, but I'd rather see what's next for Carol. And I also liked, my wife pointed this out, this is not my idea. Um, I like the fact that when we see Carol first, she's got the same look from Captain Marvel, but in the five-year gap, they've made very 
painstaking decisions to defeminize the pretty blonde white lady. Mm -hmm. And like to, even to down to her in the pantsuit at the funeral. Like I thought that that was an interesting and deliberate choice and I support it because like we've all said about Black Panther, representation matters, seeing different people doing different things matters. Fat Thor matters. Like it, it's, 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 it's one of those things that for Brie Larson, I, I, and I, I think that she's had some input on as far as the direction of the character, to see her moving in this direction in such a pointed and determined way gives me a lot of hope for what's next for that character. I was gonna say it's a toss up between Captain Marvel and Shuri. I'm curious you to see. You keep picking my folks. I'm sorry, love. <laughs> Lord. That's because we have great minds. <laughs> um, Captain Marvel for much of the same reason, um, but also Shuri because she, you know, we had this self-assured, very confident and assertive 16-year-old mm -hmm. who, I'm pretty sure she remembers it how Peter remembers it, but now she's back five years in the future. And all her intellect and all her intelligence and all her abilities mm -hmm. couldn't stop what happened. So I'm curious, and I know that at some point in the comic, she takes on the mantle of Black Panther. So I want to see what that looks like for her moving mm -hmm. forward. All right. What about you, Deidre? I mean, what else can I say? She said all my people. She took all your people? Oh, yeah. Swan. <laughs> you were pondering? I was, man. I, I don't know. Like, they took all your folks, didn't they? Well, I'm gonna start with who I how, who I want to see develop more, and I and that's kind of uh, I want to see Spider Man. And <laughs> the kid. And and, and the reason Next why time I'm going is first. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why is because you know like we we all know Spider Man story, and we were so happy that Marvel didn't go back over Spider Man story. Except but you get he just lost his uncle Ben again. That, and that, that's where I was going. <laughs> Do you want to talk for both of us? Like, you been getting all these things. <laughs> you just know it's in our mind. But like, yeah, that's the thing. Cause you you show that thing. You show. So you have a you have a Peter who's who's already lost uh, Uncle Ben, and he's dealt with that. He's gotten through that, and then he gets the powers, you know, after that and stuff like that. And then now he has this other figure in his life. And I don't, and I don't think we knew when we first had. You know Tony uh, Underoos, and he came out. You know I don't think we knew the relationship right. that they had, but when you saw how hard it hit Tony when he was lost, how much like Tony had lost a lot of people, but he has a picture of, of Peter sitting on right. sitting you know sitting in his house, and and then when he comes back and he just hugged it's like the he looked at him the way he looked at Peter the way that he looked at his dad when he went back into the seventies. <laughs> And it was almost like this is my like like that's the way he he felt about him. And then you know when you have like Pete, like you know Tony's dying, the first person there is Peter. So I would love to see how this affects him and how this like him knowing this now, like oh man, I got all this stuff, or knowing the responsibility, or even knowing that hey, this superhero stuff is not nothing to play with. Like the dude that I that gave him my suit and all this stuff, this dude just died for all of this. Like, am I ready to do that? Am I willing to do that? Like, so it, it explains I, why he wants to leave the suit behind in Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a lot that it's a it's a lot with that suit hanging up there. So and the rest of the art's all right. I'm just leaving over Spider Man. There you go. So um yeah, you definitely took you took my first one. Wait. You took Thor. That was Thor that was, was mine. My first too. And then of course you came in at the end and took my whole Spider Man shit because Spider Man thrives off of loss. Like his stories thrive off loss. And we've seen constantly that he loses Ben, he's he's lose he's lost Gwen Stacy. He could, he could lose Mary. We don't know. We'll see what happens when Zendaya comes back or whatever. But for him, it's like the first loss we've seen for this Spider-Man is Tony. 
And he he has been like a gullible kid up until this point. This suit is cool. Everything's cool. Mr. Stark, like the, we love that character. So now we get to see what he becomes after losing Tony and how hurt, even with all the powers, you can still experience loss. And I want to see how that changes his character because when he's standing in that school and he's looking around, like you see everybody else high five and oh man, you back. You've been gone five years. It's cool. Or all of these kids might be back or new kid. We don't know. Like all of this mix up. Everybody's just cool. Everybody's fine. You see him in the center of all of that and he's not cool and he's not fine. And he sees his friend and both of them went because they're still the same ages when they come back. Right. So at least that's something that they share because that relationship could have been, you know, lost as well. So we're going to get to see Peter now. Um, and Thor, I mean, I hate the first two Thor films. I hate them. And Thor 3 is just so good because his character became self-aware. And his character, I feel like I feel like him being able to become comic relief was in a way him maturing and growing up and growing into Thor and not necessarily growing into you know, the hammer or growing into his royalty or, or his family values and all of that shit that ends up becoming literally shit in Thor 3. Yeah. But I, feel, I feel like if you you I, if you go back and watch... I want to go back and watch the first two Thors because, I, I mean, I haven't watched they're, it. They're years. getting me. They, they got me on board to watch the first Cap and the first two Thors again. And the, and the reason why... Because, From a like, better perspective yeah, now that the end you, game is happening. You can look at Thor as like, like he, was, he was cocky to... Like, and like, most people that we know who are cocky is there to mask a fear. Like, I'm a fear that I'm like, I'm not enough. I'm not so I got, I got to mm-hmm. put all this stuff on and be and, and be cocky and, and put that out there. So now you like, you might watch it now and have and be a little bit more sympathetic towards them. Like being like, oh man, I know you well, the, just the sad. first time, the, the first time yeah. I, I rocked with Thor was when he finally linked up with the Avengers and that first battle they had where they were all like, well, who are you? Well, who are you? And they're literally out there fighting in the middle of the woods for no damn reason. That was the first time I was like, oh, well, this Thor is interesting. Thor in a wasted town with 20 stores and, you know, dirt is not interesting to me. <laughs> and look, j- just thinking about this now, you know, it's always a running joke with, uh, with not when I really running joke, but like Thor always be like, I'm the strongest Avenger. Like even him talking to, to the Hulk, like I'm stronger than you right. and all that stuff. And then, you know, they make the gauntlet. And the first thing he says when they ask him where he said, I should, you know, I'm the strongest Avenger. I should, like, I should wear it. But then you see him, it's not like, he's like, no, because he feels guilty about mm-hmm. everything that right. happens. Like, I need, like, you see him break down, become vulnerable, like, I need to do this. Like, he, I need to rectify this. I have this. to make it right. Yeah, so yeah. it was a way of being, like, of showing, like, hey, I'm the strong, but, like, no, that's not it. Like, this is the real reason why I need to do this. Again, he put it on to be, like, I'm the strongest, but, like, that didn't, that veneer didn't last too long. Well, he's like, I should really do this. I would ar- also argue, like, <laughs> Spider-Man as a character in the comics and also in this universe is a character that is driven by loss. But so is Thor. Thor has lost the most out of all of the original Avengers, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Losing half of his, losing half of Asgard, all mother, father, a sister, planet. Yeah, a whole planet. Like, <laughs> he has lost so much throughout the films. I mean, his daddy was trash. His daddy was trash. Super trash. Worst. Oh, leave but, uh, look, like, look, a, lot of Avengers, a lot of the Avengers have daddy issues, but I would say <laughs> Thor has the worst daddy yeah. issues out of all of them. But like, some people, some people in here that we know trash daddies. And <laughs> <laughs> not mine. Thank my father was a good father. He is a good father. I did say, I said, was a wool roll that. He is. But no, Thor is a character who has really been, has had to push through loss. 
throughout all of the film. I forgot he and lost it, Loki into that. Nigga. Yeah, I mean, and like, that hurt him too. And, and, I'm so and, glad yeah. we got rid of that theory that Loki was really the Hulk that was really well, you know, this and. Get the fuck out of here. He but, dead. He, he died well, Thanos, in the Thanos and Infinity War was like, no, coming back this time. So for he a quick second, serious. I won't lie. When Cap picked up the hammer, I thought it was... Oh, man. Loki's not worthy? <laughs> I know. That's why, why would Loki be worthy? <laughs> man, that would have been the, I didn't say it was a surprise, sensible though. theory. It was just something I thought but That's horrible. what makes fun scripts, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, There's um, a reason I am a consumer and not a producer. That's all I'm saying. Uh, one more question, then we're going to close out. So I know what my man had. We'll do two more. <laughs> All right, what, so get first. What was your biggest mark-out moment in Endgame? So you said for you know, that's yesterday when you watched it, the door got two hours. <laughs> and then like, you got it like that, nigga? You got it like that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the lightning braided your beard. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I feel like we can't top that. I'm just gonna let. I think that was it. That sounds like the answer. We all we all saw him get both hammers. He stuck both hands out. Like yeah, yeah. I will say like Cap getting Cap getting the hammer. The screening that I went to and went wild. But me personally, when we got the shot of all of the A Force, I'm yes. calling the A Force. I don't care what the A Force coming in. I literally just put my fist up, like when I first you saw did, it. And you I was did just it, like, you did it today too. Yes, I did. Every time I see it, I was just like, it's today. We're here. We're here. We're present. I was so happy. Uh, also, for me, it was Wanda going getting into yes. his ass. Oh yeah. Oh, she's like, like you took everything. Mode. I'm supposed to take all your ass. Apart. It's not even. Too. If like, the, he was like, fire him. everything. <laughs> it's not even just like that the one of like, that. Like, you sure she was like, I'm dying. Get this bitch off me. Yeah. People shit on Wanda's character. They constantly shit the on her character. Away. The accent went away. It, it comes back every once in a while. I'm explaining what I, 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 I wasn't saying it was my problem. People talk about Wanda like she's useless. And in every film, one, she's she's the best awesome. So gotta give her respect. She is the best Olsen. Low bar. Her sisters are filthy fucking rich and she's I, the best Olsen. Yeah, it's a low bar to clear. All right, so, but I've always liked her character, you know, with her with the Russian action, I'm kind of, accent, I'm kind of glad, glad it's gone because it made her sound 15 years older than she yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Um, the relationship with um, Vision, Vision was, for some reason I want to say Voltron and I'm broken. Uh, the relationship with Vision I thought was, was a dope way to grow both of their characters, but when she shows back up in this film and it's like, oh, yeah, you took her man. So it's about to get real. And she got real. Like, he had her pinned down in the dirt, and she she was smiling. She was like, oh, you think you got something. (laughs) But you know why I think people give Wanda last year? I don't think that they've necessarily rectified her power set. That could be true. It's because she's Jean Grey. Yeah. It just made her Jean Grey. It's very wonky. I'm actually looking forward to WandaVision, whatever that name. that I hope they don't finalize that name. But WandaVision for for Disney+. Plus. Because I do think that that will give her that chance and space to grow. Also a character that uh, powers through grief. Absolutely. Losing her brother in Ultron. The be- and taking the, the heart of Ultron The at most the hurt end. loss, hurtful loss in the, Mar- the MCU. So, so hurt. Just snap your fingers and bring back Quicksilver, please. Because my, my moment that was is Avengers the best Assemble. Quicksilver. My moment was Avengers Assemble. I, I, I've been oh, waiting absolutely. I gotta 11 watch years. Again, I 11 that. years I've been waiting for Everybody it. screams when they come out. Yeah. That's why you don't Everyone's hear Everyone's screaming. It. I'm like, yeah. shut up, he's gonna say No, it. he says it. Yeah, we've been waiting for <laughs> it. That, Cause, oh, because so when we were all yeah. cheering, because everybody's The soundtrack is so amazing, but it drops out yeah. for him to say it. Assemble. This is why Chris should be on the couch. 
<laughs> All right. Um, and we have one more. He goes to his Disney Plus show. We've reached my part of the conversation. Another setup. So whatever happens with Loki, he has to end up in jail for them to walk past him in, in, at, at when uh, Rocket and Fat Thor walk. I'm going to keep calling him Fat Thor. Who's not talking call my baby like that? You can call him Big Thorbowski. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Thor. Well, uh, um, 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 Thor. Depressed Thor. Depressed Thor? He's not a can of soup. Or you Depressed can just no, call him Thor. He's, That's he's, a he's thing. He's husky. Okay. Husky yeah. Thor. So for current day husky Thor, Thor. you walk in for current Thor. Call who, him Chore. Chunky Thor. Wow. <laughs> I hate you so much for, right now. We're going to find Thor a funny name. To walk past his cell, for current Thor to walk past his cell, at some point he has to get captured. We know that he stole, in this new whatever revised timeline, he stole the, the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that there aren't, we talked about this in the first show and we kind of hurt our own heads. Yeah. <laughs> they tell us there's two timelines, that they've stolen these stones from a separate timeline. But the things that happened prove that it's not because if it was a different timeline, Steve going back, he wouldn't have met Sam and, and uh, Bucky. So uh, this goes back to something I talked about earlier. I think they broke time. I think that's the next big push for the Marvel movies. I think the results of breaking time aren't, what did Tony say? When you mess with time, it messes back, and I think it extends further than just saying, oh, Thanos is here, because that Thanos' reality never existed. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, time, got it. No, I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just hurt Twan, are you okay? Yeah, he's short circuit. No, no, because no, no, like, I, like, I was like, you know, like when we were first talking right, about right. the whole, the broken timeline, I wasn't, I wasn't really, yeah. like, I was there, but I wasn't really there. But then when you said it now, like we're saying, like yeah, yeah, like there's no there, where did that there, Thanos there, come from? Where did that Thanos? And then come and from? then even like when he came back, there's no reason for 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 Sam and Bucky to know who he is. Like Sam should know who he is, like because if he just sat back and was like, "Hi, I'm chilling," he'd have never met Sam. That would never happen. Well, no, but the thing is, he wouldn't have met Sam because uh, relativity is weird. So this is our current Cap going we, to the past, mm-hmm. which makes that which would, which would mean he would remember yeah. Sam and, and Bucky. He lived through all this. Like he did. This set, this cap will throw all of this. But not that Sam. But even Bucky. Yes, that's Sam. It's, it's, no. our, it's our reality. We never leave our timeline. What I'm saying is that when he went back, it wasn't as they prophesied. It wasn't as Banner were trying to explain, you're on an alternate timeline, yeah. stealing alternate stones. No, mm-hmm. this is all happening in one timeline. As I talked about earlier, I don't know if I did the show or not, all the things that we see happen in the past timelines are things that weren't on camera. They're things that like it's the it's after the posing in Avengers. Yeah. It is um before it's been <laughs> Quill when Quill's dancing. I'm I gotta go back and watch this. I'm sure there's a camera cut there, which will explain him getting knocked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like they, they found ways to populate to find the gaps in these stories, which is something we talk about on the character corner a lot, is that Marvel doesn't like to say, Oh, our history is no longer our history. Here's yeah. a crisis. I'm just picking a word. And we're gonna erase everything. I'm just picking a word. Wow. Wow. And but what Marvel does is they say, here are some parts of our history that are unexplored. Mm-hmm. Here's some gaps that can be filled. Mm-hmm. And everything counts and everything matters, but these are new information. I think that what we saw was the realization that this was all new information, but it all happened. Like, even Steve took the time to wipe the alternate Steve's mind. He's the only one who interacted with their past self. Right. He used that scepter to wipe his mind. And right. so you can watch the continuity of all these movies. And what we saw tonight, today, I don't know what time it is. <laughs> it all fits. Thank you. It all fits. And so what I think either, if they started with parallel timelines where they're sitting from an alternate timeline and they're trying to restore that one, what they did was create a causal loop where this is all one timeline. Because this is an aberrational Thanos. The Thanos who snapped still got his head cut off. 
But the second Thanos got dusted by Tony. And the question, and my question initially watching was, oh, did he dust him or did he send him back to his proper place in time? Or to his proper timeline? But having watched it now a second time and seeing oh, Steve, yeah, on, yeah. Steve on that bench, there's only one timeline. Which, or, or it's being polluted by things from other timelines, which means we're getting Kang. So you're which I'm very excited that, that type of timeline thing where you, where when you go back and make all the changes is what led to this timeline being Exactly. Timeline. It's one of those self-corrective things, yeah. Yeah, because if you imagine, like, Steve going back and then deliberately coming up to Peggy, having the dance and doing all the, and living his life, that changes a lot of different elements in that other timeline. Like, I think you mentioned before, he doesn't technically meet Sam because he was still in the fight, right? In that current timeline. Yeah. He wouldn't have met Sam in that yes, space. Yes, yeah, yeah, like, the whole Bucky chasing wouldn't necessarily have happened Bucky that would way. still be the Winter Soldier. Yeah, he would still be the Winter Soldier. So, like, by him deliberately breaking time, that could easily pose a problem in future... Films, or if, TVs, or if they whatever. broke it, if they broke it just by time travel, like, yeah, like they're. The, I, I always thought this was very funny. He made a they, selfish choice when they did the when they did Age of Ultron as a movie. Mm-hmm. The comic book series that came out was about them breaking time. Mm-hmm. It was about they time traveled too much, and timelines were collapsing on themselves. But here's okay. So like I'm listening, and I, what I'm hearing is like what sounds like to me is like a mix of the going back in time because typically the way they do time travel and stuff is if you go ta- go back to a specific point in time, like that's the the Back to the Future method was you can't go back and like fix stuff at certain times past a certain point because you've created a whole new timeline right. of events and it's a different you, it's a different everybody, it's a different world. You want to count it as time dimension or whatever, you right. can do something like that. What I'm hearing with you is that they're making changes in the past but within the same timeline, so they're actually not creating new timelines. But if that's the they're case... They're reinforcing the existing one. They, if they're reinforcing the existing one, then if you go, if Cap goes back, then how did Cap, bef- how is Cap no, performing it, stuff operating? Like, like how two Caps. It, yeah, it's a, it's a there are two different caps living in in mixed time. timelines. Yes, but they're blended timelines of one time. And, and, and one that's time the question line. they've got to answer. That's the thing that they. Right. That's the problem they've posed. Is that now by having him appear on the bench with a miraculously fixed shield? Don't get mad at me. It shouldn't be fixed with a miraculously <laughs> fixed shield. He shouldn't be there. Because he says we took these. He should have been in his own timeline exactly. that, that spewed off exactly. when yes. he went back in time. But. Yep. But I like no no I get, I see what you're saying and I, and this this is where I feel like the whole time traveling conversation right, becomes right. a breaks down you theoretically into, putting right. things into play like how does your math work work because that's not necessarily well, how well, my they math sh- works. they showed a separate way it works in the same two hour right because of this past Thanos mm-hmm. that Thanos shouldn't exist if it's one timeline that Thanos shouldn't exist mm-hmm. so now they've got to answer those questions with the next movies I mean they literally have but well, it, one of the movies they announced was Eternals which is gonna deal with like mm-hmm. high concept big Big sci-fi, super cosmic shit. So I think I could rock with them. Like I was rocking with them when they were like when Nebula shot Nebula. I was like, me, that was past Nebula. So she's already lived as that Nebula. So she's not. You can't fuck up the past. Like you, you can go back and change the future by fucking up the past. But in the future, you can't do some shit. I feel like that would ultimately fuck up the past, which has already happened. It doesn't. I don't feel like it works like that. But there might be some genius. Can't wipe yourself from existence. Right. But you're like you're already there. But but based on Steve appearing, that Nebula shooting that Nebula should have killed our Nebula. Yeah, should based have. On, yeah, based on Steve appearing, mm-hmm. right? It should right. have, but for some reason, because she did it in her time, it didn't no. happen. So I feel like it, I feel like they're operating in. They're doing. I feel like they're combining things. I feel like they're combining like instantaneous actions. So they're saying like you did it now, so it matters now. It doesn't necessarily affect back then, but also they're doing at the same time. You went back and you changed yeah, things you back Thanos then that now are affecting now. So that's why I get confused. I'm like you. You guys are I definitely think, smudging feet all over I your rules. I think the confusion is the point. 
yeah. It's wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. Hey, y'all, time. What's that from? I got you covered. What's that from? Doctor Who. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, that's yeah. your tragedy. Time is it confusing. Is. <laughs> it's very I, confusing. Aren't I nerdy enough? <laughs> no, because people. Haven't people, I gone too deep? Like, <laughs> I don't watch Game of Thrones because, especially, I was like, I'm nerdy enough. I'm good. I watch, I watch Marvel movies, read a lot of comics, watch pro wrestling. I'm solid. We're good. We're good here. All right. Um. We have gone well over our time. We were supposed Thank to end so 22 much. minutes ago. Oh, really? But I appreciate everybody for sticking Joy. with us, sitting here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, as we did with the first show, let's give one up for Chris for the private screening event and, and putting Brandon. all this together. Get your kudos, Brandon. Uh, yeah, for Yay, the last or whatever. Yay, Brandon! Yay. Um, and for Ashley, because she She's put together right. the baggies and Yay. the food and the table. Yay, Ashley! And then for Mary, because we would not be in this venue, we would not have Yay, any of this Yay, live Mary. event if it was Woo. not for Mary. Also, I'll say that I set up a photo album in the MTR group. So if you've taken pictures, either at the theater or here, tag them, and I'll move them into the photo album. And they'll be in one lovely place. You can just relive the day. And we didn't do this last show, but also the panel. Like, the first panel, Jax was on it. Yeah. And then Joy came in for Jax. But everybody up here, man, I was looking forward to talking to y'all. I wanted to see, I wanted all of us to see this movie together after we screened it Tuesday. I was like, it's going to be fucking immersive and amazing. And then the conversation afterwards is be beautiful. And that's what we did here. And I feel like, like this, I hope to do this again with y'all. I don't know when we get in the next big game, big whatever game well, film. That's, well, tomorrow we're going to watch some more folk die, so. Oh, Game of Thrones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're watching that as well. Yeah, we have an yeah. Sorry, y'all. Y'all gonna be real Sorry, sad. Yeah. Gonna be real sad. Yeah. That's but why I'm taking Monday off. Yeah. Thanks for having us. R.I.P. to all the Starks this weekend. Huh? We losing all the Starks. All the Starks, yeah. We're doing a. We're, Tony. We're getting, we're getting the popping. Who else? That's who I meant. Tony was the first Stark. Tony's a Stark. Tony was the first Stark. No, no, no. You're the first Stark. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it.